This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Entiendo mucho más español del que hablo. That means I understand much more Spanish than I speak. And since I'm in a bilingual household, that understanding helps me decipher what people are talking about behind my back. But sometimes I have a little trouble with my conversational Spanish. I've figured out that learning a new language at any age really requires you to be immersed in the language. So that's why this year, in preparation for Spanish-speaking relatives visiting and travel to Spanish-speaking countries, I'm using Rosetta Stone to sharpen up. Rosetta Stone is a trusted language learning expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. And why I think this app, or you can get it on the desktop too, is really effective. There's no English translations. You have to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. And that is the key. Rosetta Stone makes it an intuitive process. You can pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, and then eventually sentences. And they have this built-in feature called True Accent, where it gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Commercial Break listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash commercial. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash commercial today. Thanks to Rosetta Stone for being a sponsor of the Commercial Break. Guys, grow up. Your grandparents were 20 years old in the 60s. Your grandmom and granddad have been to one orgy minimum. <laughs> they didn't call it that. They called it like Tambola Night or some shit like that, right? On this episode of The Commercial Break... You said you're five eight and a half, but did you know that IMDb claims you're five foot four and a quarter? Are you or are you not, Veerdas, using Ron DeSantis's cobbler, his shoemaker? No, I'm not? five foot eight and a half as measured. Uh, fuck you, IMDb. Seriously, right? Yeah. The next episode of the commercial break starts now. Welcome back to the commercial break. I'm Brian Green, and this is the director of Mumbai Salsa, Kristen Joy. Only best to you, Kristen. Best to you, Brian. The best to you out there in the podcast universe. Mumbai Salsa. Mumbai Salsa. Known all around the world, or by us. <laughs> <laughs> Mumbai Salsa is a, I say, semi-famous mm-hmm. Bollywood movie. Yes. Starring our guest today here I on know, the commercial we break. Have a guest. We have a guest, and you know, if we have a guest, it's a special occasion because. We haven't had a guest in 212 episodes of the commercial break. <laughs> what was the last guest? Uh, the last guest, I think, was Jeff. Jeff, my husband? Your husband. No, no. <laughs> which other Jeff? Oh, no. Jeff Dwoskin was on, too, I okay. think, at one point. Actually, I think Jeff Dwoskin was the last guest. Sorry, Jeff. 
<laughs> we decided to call it a day after that. We had a few guests. We had Wally Green and some other people. We did. I interviewed Dane Cook. We did We did a couple of things. It was in the early days, and yeah. it just didn't turn out right. So well, it hasn't felt right until now. I decided long ago, we decided long ago, <laughs> that let's get it right inside the room before we take yes, it outside exactly. the room. And it only took us 212 episodes to get back then. <laughs> and I actually think it's, I actually think it's more, more like 312. Yeah, Somebody counted. It's like 212, 312. Okay. Somebody took the time to count. Our yeah. intrepid researchers out there in the, the commercial. <laughs> break. But we do have a guest today. It's Veer Das. He's a very famous comedian here in, in India, here in the United States, all around the world. Four really. Netflix specials. Four Netflix special. I mean... Not many people do that. No. No. Not <laughs> no. many people do that. And so that in and of itself is an accomplishment, but there's a lot of other accomplishments to go along with that. He's Does just that a, mean that we're just... One degree away from a Netflix special? I think Netflix has been knocking on the door. <laughs> Mainly to get their six ninety nine since my check bounced. <laughs> I signed up for yet another free trial so I can watch viewers like this. Special. You just create you just keep creating new, yeah. new Gmail addresses. Why not? Chris, you don't know how many Gmail addresses I have for certain reasons or another. When you're doing as much weird research on the internet as I am, you got to create fake email addresses. Well, speaking of, I just read today that they're getting ready to do a big purge. Well, they did. Of inactive Gmail. Oh, of inactive Gmail Gmails? accounts. Oh, yeah. shit. I got to go look and see if yeah, I got, might, any of those are important. Might, might reactivate some. <laughs> yeah. Wackadoo3 three, at Gmail3000. Why, Brian? Why, Brian3000. Uh, Veer is going to be our guest later on in the show. Um, he is a noted comedian. He's got his fourth stand-up special. Again, that's an amazing accomplishment that not many, I think, well-known. No. American, like, you know, you think of stand-up comedy and you think of all the people who have done Netflix specials. He, Veer has done four of them, uh, which is a great accomplishment. The newest one is called Landing. Yep. I watched it for the second time last night. I, it's just so fucking fun. He's just so fucking funny. It's really funny. I and mean, he's he subversive. Just- and yeah, he's satirical. Yeah, he wraps a lot of his comedy inside of a fantastic message. Yeah. Well, that, that's like, just like the commercial break. He is highly successful, <laughs> extremely popular, <laughs> and he wraps his comedy <laughs> in this subversive... <laughs> And I just had to say, just like the commercial break, he's been on Conan before. Yes. So have we. So have we. We paid. We paid a lot of money. <laughs> To be on Conan, <laughs> he's been on Conan a couple times. Yeah. I think I read somewhere, but yeah, we had we had to pay for the privilege. Veer just got invited on. <laughs> right. Veer just has a good agent. We have a good agent too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, what's up, Matt? Yeah, what's up, Matt? How you doing? Where's that Conan special? Where's that Netflix special, bro? Can you imagine if the commercial break had a Netflix special? No, it would be like the least watched special in Netflix history. <laughs> you know how anybody can put something on Amazon? Yeah. Yes. So I get this message the other day. Listen to this. Well, I'm thinking okay, of ahead. like the suggested shows you should watch next. We would be the not not suge- not suggested. Do yeah. not suggested. Do not watch. Uh, not recommended for viewers like you. If you like this, what if it just? You, you definitely. If you like this, you'll like definitely not like that. <laughs> Unless Veer is on. Right. Maybe the Netflix special should be Veer telling his jokes on the commercial break. I get this phone call. You know, the word is out. We've been preparing for this for a couple months. Word is out. And uh, we've been preparing to, to bring guests back to the show for a couple months. And so word is out. And I get this like side message from someone who knows that we're looking or that we're now booking season, the end of season four and season five. And I get this message. And the name that they say is a famous name. You would know it. You would know the comedian. Everybody, I think, in the United States would know the comedian. Okay. And I'm like, wow. 
And then the next message is, yeah, his brother (laughs) (laughs) produced a movie about another guy that you wouldn't know. And that guy wants to be on the show. And I'm like, oh, that's what you think of the commercial break? And the response was, well, you got to start somewhere, bro. We did start somewhere. We had Jeff Dwoskin on the show. I mean, come on, let's go. No knock on Jeff. Uh, But at the end of the day, like, you know... I think he was A for effort to my friend, but at well, the end of the day. Well, that's a little bit of a clickbait. Yeah, that was kind of clickbaity. <laughs> it's kind of shitty. <laughs> it's like a, it's like getting catfish. Want to interview this guy? Yeah. Well, well, first start here. <laughs> want to interview this guy? I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're having Veer on. I've been headlong in Veer World. We all have headlong in Veer yeah. World for the last week. and It's been so fun. It's been a lot of fun. But I think more than fun, Veer did something that I think kind of propelled his profile, um, especially during the pandemic when we were all kind of locked down and, and fighting against this and protesting against that. And Veer just had some really on-point messaging about his homeland which is india he had some very uh, poignant messaging he put together this youtube video which i'm sure a lot of our listeners have already seen because it's been viewed by millions and millions and millions of people it's called i come from two indias and uh do you want to hear actually i have it do you want to hear a little bit I of would it love okay to. here i'm gonna put it up on i'll put it up on youtube too just so everyone can see it if they'd like to see it i'm also going to put a link to it i would actually probably prefer that you go to the link than go to our our uh our show because then you'll actually have to watch our show so there you go <laughs> um all right let's take a listen to it and i'll stop and pause and we can we can discuss okay i i wanted to try something since you all uh, you know you, you, this is a, a moment for me so at uh is it okay? I, I think i should preface this by saying this is a sold out audience at the kennedy fucking center at the kennedy mm-hmm. center this guy is like he's on fire if i make a small video with you guys before i leave would that be all right yeah we are at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. We are sold out. Did you have a good time tonight, guys? Look at that. Is that not a dream fucking come true? Oh my I mean, can God. you imagine playing a place like that? It's just like no. it gives me chills when I, when I watch this video. Now I've seen it like 10 times. Every time it gives me chills. This audience is huge. <laughs> and you know it was done during the pandemic. Why? Everyone's Everyone is wearing, wearing a mask. mask. The temptation in this moment is to make a video about myself and I don't want to do that because I'm reminded that I come from India. I come from which India? I come from two Indias. Those are the Indias that I bring on stage with me right now. I come from an India where children in masks hold hands with each other and yet I come from an India where leaders hug each other without masks. I come from an India where the AQI is 9000 but we still sleep on the roof and look up at the stars. I come from an India where we worship women during the day and gang rape them at night. I come from an India where we claim to be divided over Bollywood on Twitter and yet are united by Bollywood in the darkness of a theater. Mm. I come from an India where we scoff at sexuality and yet fuck till we reach a billion people. (laughs) (laughs) I want to stop right there. This is like right on the nose, right? And I'm not from India, so I don't know every eccentricity and every detail about India. But when he talks about i think aqi is kind of like the the domestic national product like how much average someone makes i think i don't really know um but then he talks about you know worshiping women during the day and the gang rape, rape, raping them at night it's just so poignant it's so it's so hard-hitting 
I come from an India where journalism is supposedly dead because men in fancy suits and studios give each other hand jobs, and yet women on the road with laptops are still telling the truth. I come from. Let me stop right now and say yeah. that AQI is actually air, air quality. quality. Okay, now I get that the whole thing. Sense. That makes more sense. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering why you were talking about sleep. <laughs> or gross national product. <laughs> Hard-hitting facts here at the commercial break. You heard it here last. <laughs> that means air quality. Fact news or fiction. Yep. India, where we bleed blue every time we play green, but every time we lose to green, we turn orange all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I come from an India where we laugh so loudly in the comfort of our own homes that you can hear us through the walls and yet I come from an India where we break down the walls of a comedy club because you can hear laughter inside. Mm. I come from an India where old leaders will not stop talking about their dead fathers and young leaders will not stop following their living mothers. I come from an India that has the largest working population under 30 on the planet but still listens to 75-year-old leaders with 150-year-old ideas. Wow. Mm. I come... I come from an India where every time we get information, we are always available to care for the PM but we can't seem to get any information on PM cares. I come from an India where we kicked out the British, but yet we call the government the ruling party. I come from an India where women wear sarees and sneakers and yet have to take advice from old men who have never worn a sari and will never get to take one off in their entire lives. I come. <laughs> I come from an India where our music is bahut hard, but our sentiments are bahut soft. I come from an India where people sleep outside on the road, outside the club, but man, 20 times a year, the road is the club. I come from in India where we take pride in being vegetarians and we run over the farmers who grow our vegetables. Okay. This is a real statement. Yeah, this is, this is a real statement, mm-hmm. and then I'll, I'll share some more information about this when he finishes. I come from an India where we claim to fully support the troops until it comes to their pension plans. I come to an India where we can never be on time, no matter where we go. <laughs> but yet, we are always early on the Cohen website for some reason. I come from an India where we have maids and drivers and yet want to come to America to do their job. I come... From an India that self-serves and I come from an India that self-preserves. I come from an India that will not shut up and yet I come from an India that will not speak up. I come from an India that will accuse me of airing our dirty laundry and yet I come from an India that wears their heart on their sleeve irrespective of how dirty their clothes are. I come from an India that tells me every single day to go to Pakistan and yet I also come from an India that invites Pakistanis over every single day. If only... To whoop their ass on a cricket field. I come. <laughs> I come from an India that is going to watch this and say, This isn't stand up comedy. Where is the goddamn joke? And yet I come from an India that will watch this and know that there is a gigantic joke. It just isn't funny. Yeah, true. Wow. He didn't know how true that would become. Mm-hmm. I come from an India where children living in basements and writing on comment sections have more courage than men in skyscrapers. I come from an India that is Hindu and Muslim and Christian and Sikh and Parsi and Jew. And when we all look up at the sky, we only see one thing together, the price of petrol. (laughs) 
I leave you tonight and I go back to that India. Which India do I go back to? Both of them. Which India am I proud of? One of them. <laughs> Which India is proud of me? None of them. <laughs> I wanted to do this because we're at the Kennedy Center. You know, this is a dream for an artist. It's been mine for a very long time. And the reason it's a dream is because you get to see great people here. You get to see greatness on this stage. And this whole room was built for a great man in his memory. But as I stand here before you, I'm reminded that I represent a great people. Great people who built a great thing that is turning into a memory. Mm. And I know that you believe in that India like I believe in that India because I see it in your eyes and you are in this room tonight. So before I leave your country, I will leave this stage and I will put the camera on you and you make some noise for the India you want to live in because I promise you that this is the Kennedy Center, but tonight this is our fucking house. So make some noise for him. <laughs> What a wow. fucking, I mean, just so poignant. It's like, you yeah, know. Yeah, I know. It does give, it gives me chills. It does too, give, it gives he, me chills too. Yeah, that he, uh, he was so bold as to come out and do that and just take a fucking chance. Take a fucking chance. And so, you know, so. To show who he is and what his thoughts are. So the backlash with Veer in his home country mm. is amazing. People were calling for his arrest. They opened up investigations. You know, he tells them in his That's newest uh, Netflix special, which is called Landing, mm -hmm. he shares that he was in a real moment of despair, a real moment of depression, because he felt like he let down an entire country. Because while some of the reaction most was mostly positive about this, there was that there was those, that's that negativity that always shines well, through. And like they he shines, said it's not negativity. too, and we, and and the listeners can listen to our full interview coming up next. But one of the things I thought was true was that every every nation apparently has a crazy news channel that decides to cherry pick. We have seven. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even the, things that yeah. were, are not at, that are out of context. Yeah, that, it's that, yeah. That's what they do. They mm -hmm. they, you know, they destroy you. And it causes a huge uproar. Paper cut by paper cut and they mm -hmm. take it out of context. And by the way, every news organization is guilty of that. Like True. taking what they want to and putting it all over the papers. But the guy's got just a, a, such an amazing story. He, you know, grew up in India and then he, he went to school in Africa and then he comes to Chicago for college. And I look forward to asking him about a number of these things. You know, like, like we talked about, he went on Conan. He reached Pretty, the lowest of lows. The lowest of lows. <laughs> I mean, he was there he, on Conan. When you have to start somewhere. You do have to start somewhere. He, you know, he started with Conan. <laughs> let's let's be honest. About three years ago, they knocked Cutting on our door and teeth. they said, hey, can we can Veer get on the commercial break? And I said, eh, let's see what he does let's next. See. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what he does next and then we'll talk yeah. about it. Yeah. And then he did Conan and I was like, well. Maybe. That's, that's kind of the bottom. It's going in the maybe pile. It's going in the maybe pile. That's really good comedy. <laughs> we are at the top of the mediocre comedy pile. I'm not sure how I judge that. <laughs> <laughs> commercial break. <laughs> oh my god! So you know what? I think we should just bring Veer on and uh, have a conversation with him. You yeah. can check out his Netflix special. Landing is uh, available now. He's got three other ones on Netflix. You can just go and type in Veer Das on the search function. The he, first one was really cool too. They were yeah. able to do half of it in India and half, half of it, it in New York, York and, and they catch the reactions. It. Yeah, yeah, they catch the reactions from from two different uh -huh. audiences. I thought that was a very interesting yeah. angle, a very interesting take. He's got a YouTube channel, Veer Das. I n virdas.in he is the middle of a world tour 
Oh, what is he on? Every continent except for Antarctica. He's visiting at least one country. Um, he's here in the United States through January and February. He's coming to an Atlanta. We're going to go check him out yeah, in Atlanta. Gonna, I'm so mm-hmm. excited about this. So all things Veerdas available at Veerdas.in. And please check out his Netflix special. I say all this because I don't want to bother anybody with that promotional bullshit um, during the actual interview. But please do us a favor. We'll also put all of these links inside of the show notes so you have an opportunity to listen to the interview and then you can go there afterwards and you can check it all out all right let's take our first break in the show and we come back we're going to dive right in with mr veer let's go das yeah 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 brian we get it but back to me i mean this tcb promo leave us a voicemail at 626 ask tcb3 and you might just hear yourself on the show Want to text us instead? Lucky for you, we also have a number just for that. Text us at 855-TCB-8383 and give us compliments. You can also always go to tcbpodcast.com for all of our audio and video. Find us on Instagram at The Commercial Break and on TikTok at tcbpodcast. And find us on youtube.com slash The Commercial Break for fully edited episodes. Now that that's done, let's listen to a few sponsors and get back to this episode of The Commercial Break. This episode is sponsored in part by Regain, couples therapy by BetterHelp. If you've listened to five episodes of The Commercial Break, then you probably understand that Chrissy and I are big proponents of therapy. We've both go, we've both gone, we've done it for a long time. I personally foresee myself doing therapy well into the future. It's great to have someone independent of me to share my thoughts with and just relieve some stress and get some guidance. But what do you do when you're experiencing problems in your relationship, stress around your relationship? Or maybe you just need a third party to talk to and share your feelings with. Couples therapy is the greatest gift someone gave me via advice. And couples therapy is a gift you can give your relationship because even the best of relationships have moments when a therapist can help. And that's why Chrissy and I are really happy that Regain Couples Therapy by BetterHelp is available in the comfort of your own home or wherever you choose to do it. It's online therapy, online couples therapy. You can choose the time, the place, and you can choose the therapist. You can actually switch your therapist at no cost to you if you find you're not jiving with a therapist or maybe you just want to change. I love this idea. I'm a big fan of couples therapy and BetterHelp is a brand that everybody knows has been doing wonderful things in the therapy space. Listen, I've said it before on behalf of Regain and I'll say it again. Go to couples therapy is simply one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received regarding relationships. And because the best relationships are always worth fighting for, try something new in therapy. Visit Regain.com backslash BTY for 10% off your first month. That's Regain.com slash BTY. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, nothing to be ashamed of. Visit Regain.com slash BTY and work toward a better relationship. Regain.com slash BTY as in best to you. And I want to thank Regain Couples Therapy by BetterHelp for being a sponsor of the commercial break. This episode is sponsored in part by Claritin. Do you hear that? Do you hear that absolutely irritating voice that I have right now and all the sinus congestion? Twice a year, we call that the Atlanta flu. That's because those of us who suffer from seasonal allergies can really find it quite miserable during the spring and during the fall. The nasal congestion that can cause pounding headaches, the irritating throat drainage, the coughing. Sometimes I can't taste my food and it can really make some of my days unbearable. 
Luckily, for those of us who do live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D, quite frankly, changed the allergy game for me. I've been taking it for a number of years, and it's got fast symptom relief that starts working on my allergies and nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. All of those symptoms are familiar to any seasonal allergy sufferer, and I just love this product. It's actually kind of serendipitous that I am suffering from allergies today. Just took my Claritin D, and I quite frankly look forward to the relief, and so I don't sound like a duck. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at your pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Please use as directed, and we want to thank Claritin for being a sponsor of the commercial break and a reliever of Brian's allergies symptoms. Thanks, Clariton. This episode is sponsored in part by DraftKings Casino. It's springtime. Warmer weather is here. Maybe you're dreaming about relaxing by the beach. Maybe you're going to get together with friends by the pool, or maybe you just want to chill out in your own bedroom. That's why DraftKings Casino is the perfect app to have on your phone or tablet. DraftKings Casino has the games you love to play, like blackjack and roulette, and even a few of your TV favorites, like $100,000 Pyramid. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players start with just 5 bucks and get $100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use the code COMMERCIAL to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or you can visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. 21 plus. Physically present in Connecticut, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and other restrictions apply. One per opt-in new customer. $5 wager required. Max $100 in casino credits awarded, which require a one-time playthrough within 168 hours. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash promos. Restrictions do apply. Again, download the app and use the code commercial to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. This episode is sponsored in part by Squarespace. Back in 2020, when we first started the commercial break, Astrid and I would pick up consulting jobs helping other quote-unquote creative types get their podcasts up and going. And one of the services that we offered was to build them a website. I used the word build, but that may be overselling what we did because we used Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting a new business, you're a creative type that needs an outlet, or you've had a business for a while and and need a new web presence? Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything on your terms. I used to work in the internet marketing business, and one of the things that I sold at that business was search engine optimization. Search engine optimization could cost tens of thousands of dollars a month, but Squarespace has SEO tools built into the platform. And another thing I really like about Squarespace is their ability to help you build a course that you can market and sell online. Plus, you're going to need to get paid for that course, and Squarespace has all the payment tools built in. Go to squarespace.com right now for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash commercial to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. And thanks to Squarespace for being a sponsor of the commercial break. 
All right, and we welcome our guest, Veer Das. Veer, how are you, my friend? Welcome. I'm good. It's good to see you. It is good to see you. Where in the world is Veer Das right now? You're in between, like, what, Ohio and Albany or something like that? I'm in between these two pillows, is where I spend most of my night. Uh, and, and American pillows are way too thick. I don't know why you need each pillow to be like a Japanese pancake for some reason. Uh, I can't sleep just because I, I have neck issues. Oh, no. Uh, like one American pillow is equivalent to four Indian pillows. Uh, so, uh, but no, I'm I'm at I'm in a hotel in New York City, right? Okay, now. so you're getting ready for the next show. We all look at our phones too, too much, so our necks are all fucked up. So what we do is we just yeah. put bi- big pillows to readjust in the middle of the night. We're hoping that we can get our necks back straight from all this, <laughs> like this, and everywhere you go, you just see people buried in their phone with neck problems. So, well, I mean, you guys kind of need to be buried in your phones right now. <laughs> you have a lot going on. True, <laughs> very true. It's <laughs> <You know, laughs> so, yeah. a little scary. So, so Veer, I've. During the pandemic, I watched your I Come From to India. So I'm going to get right into it yeah. here. Yeah, sure. What a poignant and powerful video you put together. And the focus, for those who haven't seen it, we'll put a link on the show notes in case you want to watch it. The focus is kind of the dichotomy of the mm-hmm. country you call home. And yeah. what a powerful speech. It like, gives you chills when you watch it. Did you, mm-hmm. first of all, as a guy from India... Do you understand, like, for me, the Kennedy Center is where we celebrate our most Mm -hmm. honored artists and musicians and uh, comedians. Is it just like a most powerful moment to be standing in front of a crowd at the Kennedy Center sold out? Well, it's definitely a blessing. You know, I I think you have to get to a point where you can work the Kennedy Center, right? So, uh, in that sense, yes, definitely. It, It means as much as... I'm doing Carnegie Hall in January. Ah, so, you know, it, wow. it, it means as much as that. Sure. For instance, or, it, or it means as much as the Apollo in London, for instance, or Royal Albert Hall or the, the Sydney Opera House. But um, on, on the flip side, you've also booked the Kennedy Center. Sure. You know, so, so, so you, <laughs> you, there, there is ticketing to it as well. And you have put money down uh, to, to be there that evening, you know. You didn't um, get invited by any of the Kennedys to go do that show. It's just you have to actually no, I did put, not. Your, put your credit I did card not. down for that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, look, you pay a venue rental sure. and then you take ticket money home. And that's that's how that stuff works. But it was, um, like I said, it, it wasn't by virtue of the venue. It was a YouTube video, Yeah. you know. And, and so the venue is really just YouTube. In that sense, but I think that it's to me the the kind of Archimedes sword of this whole situation with I come from two mm-hmm. Indias is how beautiful a moment, how powerful a moment, and then what a kind of nightmare it threw you into for a little while there. Um, yeah, and you know, I understand you may not be able to go into extreme detail. You don't want to start this yeah. all over again, right? Exactly. But yeah. At the same time, can you share a little bit about that video when it came out? What What were some of the reactions and, and repercussions? Well, uh, I got to be honest with you, the reactions were largely positive. You know, it was one of many YouTube videos that I've done in that vein on my channel, and, and I think the the hallmark of being uh, a superpower, which I think my country is now, they have a seat at the big table, Mm -hmm. um, is that you're able to talk about your flaws and your beauties in the same breath, you know, uh, much like powerful countries in in the world do. And I put it up on my YouTube and it ended up getting sort of really positive millions of views for the first 48 hours. And then I think we all have the crazy news channel (laughs) <laughs> you, know, uh, right? you guys have and, it too <laughs> we yeah. talk about and, it all the time yeah yeah and so the 
uh, if you've seen the video, it's a very patriotic video and it's a very balanced video in terms of it talks about the light and the dark and the beauty mm -hmm. and, and the ugliness in equal measure. The crazy news channel just took the dark parts, edited them together and put it out. And, and that's when my life kind of exploded, right? <laughs> now, uh, you can scream about your balance and your nuance into a void. It doesn't matter. That is the internet and, and it won't matter. So at that point, you just kind of have to do what I did, which is shut up, buckle down, uh, accept the feedback, kind of head down, mouth shut. And, uh, you know, you discover what it is to be a comedian, which is if you're in a controversy or a, or a firestorm, you, you get through what you need to get through. Mm. And then the first thing you say about it should be a joke. Yeah. yeah, you know, you, you don't do the equivalent of crying on Oprah or uh, mm. or the the nineteenth Jada Pinkett Smith interview <laughs> uh, that none of us God. want to watch. I'm sick of those. Right, too. none of us. Yeah. So I I just ended up writing a Netflix special. You know, that's I waited an entire year to talk about it. So I think that was the the summary of what happened to me. Landing is largely about the the period you know kind of how you landed on your feet going walking yeah. through this fire going through your own moment right i don't i i, mm -hmm. I, I want to fall short of calling it cancel because i i don't think that's exactly what happened i i think you just yeah. experienced some repercussions mostly in your in your homeland right of india mm -hmm. that were very negative and so but you came out of it you're right with a joke because that's what mm -hmm. you do and that's who you yeah. are and making light of the dark situations is what comics have been doing forever and ever. And you can wrap a message in that, which I think is another part of your comedy that is so, um, I don't know. It strikes me in a, in a way because we're a satirical show. Also we're goofy. We're, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we're crazy. We're loud. We scream and yell and laugh a lot. But at the end of the day, there's some message underneath this comedy that we're doing. And it's a subversive way of getting the message. I want you to laugh, but then I want you to hear what we're saying and hear a new perspective. And you've yeah, done. but I also want you to know me. Like, what the yeah. hell is the point of this whole damn thing if you don't know me at the end of the day? Like, mm -hmm. if I, if we part ways, like if I come to Atlanta or if we do this podcast or if we, we have a special and I end up doing 500 jokes and you have a really good time, sure. But will you come back if you don't really know mm -hmm. me, if you don't really know who I am in the world or, or what my family is or what my values are? Like, it's a very Indian thing, you know, like, we are not friends unless you've come over to my house and met my mother and sat on my bed and had tea. You know, that's right. friendship. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the ugliness, we're not friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel the same way about art. You know, if you haven't seen the ugliness, we haven't connected artists to, to audience. You know what I mean? It's so that's a great way to say that. So powerful. Mm -hmm. So I'm married to a Venezuelan lady, like a lady from mm -hmm. Venezuela, not you know, born here in the United States. Okay. And is, yeah. there, is the culture? I mean, I don't know because I, you know, I haven't sat on your bed and I haven't had yeah. tea with your mom. But on your bed, yeah. Well, he said sit on his bed. <laughs> yeah. Listen, yeah. Fair and I go way back. You see yeah. those pillows back there? I'm saving one for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my phone pillow and turn your world upside down. There you go. Um, my mom is just off camera waiting for me. Two cups of tea. <laughs> my mom would listen to this if she could figure out how to dial up a podcast um, <laughs> but i think that there are some similarities in, in the culture and as a as a guy who was born in the united states in chicago and comes from an irish lineage it's like we have a game we play 
who can talk the least and get out of the, the family function the fastest so that everyone else can then leave also. But in the Venezuelan yeah. culture, very different. And you do, people want to get to know you. They want, and that's kind of the point of life, right? Is that you sit and share and enjoy. And your comedy brings that like super personal touch. You, I, I felt like when I was watching Landing that I was going through it with you. And I think mm -hmm. so the, the intended punchline of the whole thing i got it like i totally understood yeah. i think what what you were going for so you this sensibility like these comic sensibilities that you mm -hmm. have does this come from a from your like what gives you the courage to go out there and do these punchlines that hit hard with laughter but also hit hard with messaging as part of who you are what gives you the What's that fabric? Where does that come from? Your parents? I mean, you're, you know, you're cour courage up? is a big word. I don't view it as courage. Oh, I just view I it as it is, being man. myself. I think you it know, is. Like, uh, yeah. I think as, as you get older, like, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s, man. You know, as you get older. We're the same age. Yeah. yeah if, if nothing else, who you are needs to fall onto the page mm. in terms of your art. And, and it just so happens that when you're, when you cross 35, you start thinking about the world a little bit more. And you didn't before, but you're just, you're just trying to get laid in your 20s and you're trying to make <laughs> right. money in your early 30s. Yeah. And that's all you're fucking thinking about. <laughs> and then at, at 35, you take a breath and you're like, where am I living? And what is this place? And mm. uh, what are our values, etc. So it's just perhaps that phase that I'm in. Um, are there consequences to some of the things that I say? Sure. But do I believe that? very soon around the corner will come a day when there will be no consequences for the things that I say and they will be considered passe as they are in cultures where stand-up is a bit of an older art form. For sure. I believe that that's around the corner as well. And uh, it is upon me and the early ones to push us in that direction. The culture of political comedy too. That takes courage. Maybe it comes from age and experience. Maybe it comes from turning the corner and wanting something more than a piece of ass and a beer. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, at least from my point of view, sitting where I'm sitting, and I don't get up in front of thousands of people every day. Yeah. I get up in front of this camera. It's really easy to do that shit. Right? Yeah. It's really yeah. easy yeah. to sit with my best friend and do this all day. But I think it takes some measure of courage, whether you think you have it or, or you don't. I sense that it takes courage to, to, to do that messaging. Did you have, like, when you were growing up, did you, what was your relationship like with your parents? Did they, are they also have these kind of sensibilities? You talk about this around the dinner table or... or I think lunchtime. we're just a, a, a very open house, you know, mm. uh, in terms of also my parents are specifically on opposite sides of the, of the political spectrum. Mm. You know, I come from a family where people with opposing political beliefs can live under the same roof wow. harmoniously, <laughs> you know, and, and I think it used to be that way in it the did. world in, in a really big way, you know, like you could vote differently and love each other. Um, but I also do think that, you know, um, in a certain sense, stand-up comedians, when we get uh, quote-unquote large, you know, and our careers uh, uh, find large audiences, we, we, find, we find ourselves uh, unable to deal with a very large microscope, yes. right? But mm -hmm. in that sense, if you've been doing movies a while, which I have, like Bollywood is really good training for stand-up backlash. Because if you think <laughs> if you think a stand-up audience can be mean, try being in a bad Bollywood movie, really? right? and you will discover what mean is. You know, um, so my approach to it really is: if you're going to be in the public eye, right? There's a cost, and the cost is this: there's a long line, and at the front of the line is a spotlight and a news cycle 
and controversy and bad headlines and you will be spanked and at some point you will hit the front of the line and then you will join the back of the line mm-hmm. and pray to fucking god that there are enough people in front of you uh, so that so that you never <laughs> you have get, to join the, the front of the line again <laughs> and you can pass through your life so hopefully i've had one i've had two rounds actually now uh and hopefully i never have another round again wait i don't you know? know about the second round is this i was in um go ahead uh, i was in a bollywood movie it's called masti zade and you know i I was kind of at the peak of my stand-up career, and uh, until then, and <laughs> was considered, you know, sort of a an ambassador of quote-unquote intelligent comedy or whatever. Okay. And then I signed this big-budget studio sex comedy, just this raunchy <laughs> American Pie thing, right? And something I would never watch, entirely inauthentic, right? Uh, and just kind of blatantly uh, sexist and. many other things but it was a large studio package i was getting paid a fuck ton of money <laughs> and uh, you know helps. i took the cash i took the check and uh, suffered the consequences was, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty solid it was like a a two year phone stop ringing backlash oh, you know wow. and so then you you make your way through that too my brother know? we have always said on this show <laughs> we have morals and scruples yeah. and we will not cross that line unless someone chooses to pay us enough money yeah, we'll exactly there you go check. <laughs> well what i would yeah. like to talk about next is mumbai salsa oh yeah there you go <laughs> right do you see how handsome i look in that movie absolutely have pictures good. right here I always <laughs> thought i look better without a jawline you know what i mean i just <laughs> You know. It's a look. It's a thing. It's a look. So people go for it. You Thank God for facial hair because that guy's still under here somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> You've been in 14 Bollywood movies. So this is not like it wasn't like you is it 14? Yeah. 14 movies are intrepid researchers found out. Yeah, it's, it's about that. Yeah, I think 13, 14, but Yeah. When you when you were um young you had an interesting childhood. Yeah. I was listening to I was listening to um you on I think Conan. And by the way, you mm-hmm. You went on Conan. You had to do what you had to do. You know, you go on Conan, yeah. you scrape a few listeners here and there, and then when we and Chrissy and I decided it was time to have you on the commercial break. Yeah, you went from the bottom, bottom of Conan straight to the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight to the top of mediocre comedy podcast right here on the commercial break. <laughs> But I think you were telling the story on Conan that you had really an interesting uh, I mean you shared it a number of places I've not heard it, but um you had kind of an interesting upbringing. You were born in India but then lived in Africa for a while, right? As yeah, a, I've, I've been it's informed my comedic perspective mm. entirely i've just kind of been this perpetual outsider right because when i was about 10 months old i got taken to africa after being very privileged in india and you know my parents really kind of struggled in africa they were my dad was uh, you know uh, working in a food processing company and so i was the indian kid in africa <laughs> and then i got sent to this sort of a uh, preppy boarding school in india where i was the african kid in india <laughs> and then i got kicked out of that boarding school and sent to public school in delhi where i was the preppy kid from boarding school <laughs> and then i went to college in galesburg illinois where i was the indian kid and studied theater and then i went back to bollywood where i was the kid from the theater program in america <laughs> in bollywood and now i'm working in the states where i'm the guy from bollywood in hollywood right. so it's uh yeah you know I've yet to fit in somewhere fully in my life unfortunately. Okay. okay, you've told this story. You got to tell it here. You got kicked out of boarding school or you you exited yourself from boarding school 
by yeah. taking a piece of you. <laughs> you have to tell the I story. faked appendicitis. And this I, is crazy. Preface, I, I would, this is fucking crazy. I would, I would not recommend this to anyone. Uh, please do not try this at home or in any schools. But no, my friend, <laughs> uh, his appendix almost ruptured when we were on a hike with the boarding school. One of your and friends. I remember, one of your friends. Uh, one school. of my friends, yeah. And I remember looking at which side of his body the appendix was. And I remember his his symptoms because I was hanging out with him. <laughs> he took and <laughs> one day I had a Monday test and I hadn't studied for it, like a pop quiz. And I just went into the the hospital in school and I was like, yeah, I think, uh, I think my appendix hurts. <laughs> and they had just gone through this, this trauma where they almost lost my friend, you know, oh, uh, about oh three months gosh. ago. And they were like, okay, just be in the hospital and have ice cream. And then, you know, every two, three hours they come and poke my stomach. And I'm I'm a good actor, uh, clearly. Uh, and Mumbai so, salsa is all you yeah, got. Yeah. all we gotta say. <laughs> and and so then uh, the next thing I know, I'm being rushed in an ambulance down to a town that's three hours away from my boarding school. Oh. And then I'm on an operation theater oh table God. at about two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, and the doctor's shit. like, "Does it hurt?" And I'm like, "You know, fucking commit to the bed at this point." You know. Uh, and so it did. And my parents were in Africa. And I woke up and my mom, who was in Africa, was now sitting oh, in this small town. Oh, my God. You know, and she was just like, your appendix wasn't hurting. Was it? The, doc- <laughs> the doctor showed me a perfect appendix. They took it out anyway. But, you know. Oh, my uh, God. Wow. Yeah. This is insane, Veer. I like, like your commitment, I though. like your commitment to the bed. <laughs> I, mean, I love yeah. your commitment to the bed. And you think cancel culture is going to get me right? <laughs> They stole my appendix. I was an organ. Yeah. <laughs> why do you think they took I just like a follow-up question that like why do you think they took out your appendix well, even though they knew let, it was healthy? Let's begin every conversation with it was 1994. <laughs> you know, so firstly there's that. And secondly, I think they would have been like malpractice or something like that. I think uh, they did okay. it also just to to save this kid, you know, in yeah. terms of you don't want to open somebody up and like fucking not do anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're already in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we rooted around for a few hours. We figured yeah. out your appendicitis is uh, not there. However, your yeah. liver is all full of shit. So yeah. we took that bad boy out. <laughs> you, you go from, uh, how did you end up in Galesburg, Illinois? Yeah, that, that's like what, like sure. 70 miles outside of Chicago or something like that? I grew up in Chicago. so Yeah. I had, you know, my, we did not have the kind of money that would that would afford me going to college in the states and spending, you know, thirty grand or whatever it was a year then. And I think we had about four or five thousand dollars. And you know, I was applying to NYU and to Brown and all of that stuff. And and actually got into a bunch of those places, but just got letters from them saying we can't afford to give you this much aid. We mm-hmm. typically don't. Uh-huh. And then I, I heard about this college called Knox, which is really small. It's fourteen hundred kids. Uh, diversity is hugely important to them. It's liberal arts, which I, which is a system that I like. And they gave me ninety five percent aid. Wow! You know, so I went to college, amazing in the states, and I spent three and a half grand a year, which is nothing. That's you know, insane now, especially yeah. too. That's insane. Yeah. My kid's Spider Man yeah. backpack costs thirty five hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure trip to Disney yeah. certainly does. Oh, trip to Disney. Forget yeah. about it. Yeah. Trip to Disney is six years of college. Um, but when you go to Galesburg, you, you is that is that kind of when you decide your have, when. When is the first stand-up that you do, like, officially? Like, on a stage, like, I'm it, going it's to It's at Galesburg. Okay. Uh, but it's it's more of a rebellion towards theater. You know, I, I uh, you know, I went to study economics, and I'd always done stage work, like, debating and dramatics in school. And 
I, I took a beginning acting course on a lark. And I had this theater professor called Ivan Davidson who kind of called me into his office at the end. And he's like, you know, it's one of those, I say this to one kid every 10 years. <laughs> right. You're meant to do this kid. And I'm like, do you say that to 10 kids every year? <laughs> because, but he legitimately took me through playwriting and intermediate acting and advanced acting. And I was his TA for a while. And then I think I did something like 14 plays while I was there. And I was just exhausted by the end of it, you know, and it was a very, it was a theater of like Stanislavski influence. Mm -hmm. you're, you're sitting in a circle and like crying all day. Act, and, method acting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and doing all of that stuff. And so I ended up writing a stand up show called Brown Men Can't Hump uh, <laughs> as my thesis performance and did that senior year of college for, for 700 of my friends. So, yeah. Oh, 700 of your friends was your first stand-up gig at, gig at 90 Knox. minutes for 700 of my friends. Holy that shit. Was the first you did time 90 time. minutes of the first time you ever did stand-up? <laughs> yeah. And thought I was the shit. And then right. <laughs> ended up uh, ended up doing open mics in Chicago and getting booed off stage on the South side many weeks in a row <laughs> oh. and figured out, oh, they need to, you need to be able to make not your friends <laughs> laugh as well. That's how this works. <laughs> right. Chicago is a tough room, man. It's a tough room. Lovely people. I'm, I'm part of the group. You know, I'm part of Chicago. But uh, Dude, those Southside rooms in Chicago on a fucking Tuesday night in the winter. Forget about uh, it. Are very unforgiving. Is that where you had to perform at gunpoint? <laughs> I read that I, uh, about so this that. is this happened while I was uh, I performed at gunpoint twice actually. What? Uh, once, <laughs> yeah, wild. once was a, a show where the promoter hadn't paid us yet, and uh, I'm not going to say which country because then he'll be called out because he's one of right. two uh, promoters in this in this country. Um, and I was like, I'm not going on stage unless you pay me. And he was like, I think you're going on stage. <laughs> oh. like, uh, and he paid me to his credit oh, right okay. off. Well, <laughs> you know. After you shit on yourself. Yeah. She had a little yeah. nudge to get up there. Yeah, and then at pants? the club that I did in Chicago, there's there's a legendary story of, of how like two nights before I performed there is um, a guy was kind of walking across the room. And a gun just fell out of his pocket onto the stage <laughs> while a comedian was, you know, just like onto the stage. And and what the club manager told me is like in, the scariest thing was everybody just checked to see if it was their gun. Was you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like you know how a phone rings and you're like, is it my phone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, is that my gun? All right. <laughs> yeah. But that is, as you know, the south side of Chicago. So yes, right. I do know the south side of Chicago. That's where I grew yeah. up. And it's, uh, there are parts of it where you, yeah. a gun in every pocket is just, it's just a, it's a way of life down there. When, yeah. you, when you go on these, like, okay, so you do your first gig for 700 people 90 minutes which is crazy if chrissy and i get one good laugh out of an hour of material i call it a good day at the office yeah. you're doing 90 minutes in front of 700 of your closest friends when you go to chicago when you get into chicago and you go to the south side and you bomb it you I, do you sense like holy shit this is really tough or does this give you like determination fire are you yeah. I, I feel like i'm go ahead happiest when i'm at the bottom of a ladder Us too. Yeah. just yeah. utterly yeah. happiest and most excited like i love sucking at something and then knowing that I have nowhere to get but better, right? Right. Um, so I, I think I was booed off stage many, many, many weeks in a row and I, and I was just kind of relentless. Um, but also because I had tasted a laugh and that's the thing with this mm -hmm. profession is, you know, anybody who ever wants to get into it, I'm, I'm like, I, I pray they don't taste a good laugh for long enough that they get out of it. Yeah. You know, uh, because... 
if you taste that one good laugh it's like fucking heroin and it never <laughs> you want you're an addict yeah yeah for the rest of your life and it will mess up your entire life <laughs> um you know it's a drug it I really have, is i have friends who say this about golf right it's like that one good shot makes you think you're yeah. ti- every round makes you think you're tiger's woods and you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of a lifetime chasing <laughs> that one good shot if i can just repeat yeah. it a couple times on the course I make millions yeah. doing that. I, I I sense a kinship about this outsider feeling that you have because I think Chrissy and I do this show also with a chip on our shoulder um, it, for a lot of different reasons. But that really resonates with me in in some mm-hmm. sense about being an outsider and doing it because there's a fire in your belly to get that next laugh, to do that next thing, to be better than I was yesterday, to get to make more friends, to have more people enjoy um, my comedy. Do you... As when you're in India, you are huge. You're like what the second highest grossing comic in in India. Is that correct? Something I don't. I, 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 this is going to sound very arrogant, but it's not. It's more humble than you think. We stopped counting a, a while ago because it, it, it became daunting and it wasn't important. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It's a you vanity. Know, it's, it's not it's what a it's about. Metric. Right. It's yeah, a vanity yeah. metric. But yeah. I say this to illustrate that then you. Come over here to the United States, where you got your stand-up start, right? Essentially at Knox College mm-hmm. in front of these people, and then bombing over in Chicago. Is it? Does that give you more fire in your belly? Are you like now I'm going to conquer America, or now I'm going to come make new friends, have more laughs? I want to repeat the success. I like the anonymity that America gives me because it gives me a chance to work out material in a uh, meritocracy. Mm-hmm. In, in in that sense, you know. So like last night, uh, two nights ago at the Comedy Cellar, I followed Kevin Hart. You know, who Whoa. had done, who had come in to wow. pop in and do a surprise set, right? And he murdered, he just <laughs> slayed. And everybody in the room just saw Kevin Hart for 12 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, mm-hmm. they, they saw him do 20 minutes. Like, and, and this is on their trip to New York. So they've had the best night oh, of wow. their life. And then a fucking random Indian show. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> you know? right, thanks, Kevin. <laughs> you know, and I like that. I love that they don't know who you are. And it's a test of how good yeah. your material really is. So I like that. In terms of conquering America, look, I I do think, you know, the, uh, hopefully there'll be an American TV show soon and I'll be in a couple of more American movies. But I don't think that that whole, the Beatles needed to come to America or like Robbie Williams needed to come to America. I say this with all due respect, the sure. world is a much smaller place now. Yeah. You know, uh, Squid Games can conquer America <laughs> without ever coming to America. You mm. know, so... I don't think that whole thing exists anymore. I agree with you. you know? I think that they're kind of, you know, moving from place to place and planting your flag and then becoming the next big thing there. The world is so small. You can, if you choose to, you can find things well outside your geographical radius and yeah. different flavors and different people and different cultures and different, you know, skin colors. All that stuff is really accessible in 2023. You don't necessarily need to be here to do that. You could also have some success. Um, well, I, I'm here quite a bit, but I, I love it. You know, the thing is, I, I don't want to waste the unique childhood or upbringing that I've had. Of course. You know, um, so if you grow up in 17 different places in the world, you get to you know, you get to be a global comedy voice. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of American comics get to say that. And not a lot of Indian comics get to say that. So it, it feels like you're, you're half-assing the meal, you know, uh, to just do it in one place. You, uh, this is 
I think this leads to my next question, which is you are on this like crazy world tour. What is it? Uh, mm -hmm. A country on all continents except Antarctica? By the way, why, yeah, why, yeah, why, why not, not Antarctica? What's up with those people? I don't know how to perform in Antarctica. I, I just barely made it to South America. I'm setting up like a, a Brazil and a Sao Paulo show. So uh, uh, a Rio awesome. and a Sao Paulo show. So. Don't sleep on Antarctica. There are at least 50 to 60 <laughs> mentally unwell people down there. Right? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you enjoy this part of it? I know I, I know you're married. Do you enjoy this part of it? Like the tra the constant traveling, being a place to place? That's what you did do as a child. Do they join you too? Yeah, do you they know? join yeah, you? Shivani, my wife, will come out to the good places. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, <laughs> she wants so to she go. picks the list. Um, you know, there are days and there are days, you know, mm -hmm. and it depends on what else is going on. Like right now, um, you know, I, I'm directing a movie in February that I'm going to star in. Nice. Right? And this is back home. So... It is a weird thing to be in Albany, New York tomorrow, but be storyboarding for a big Bollywood production. Interesting. Yeah. You know, so, so, so your brain really has to work, you know, uh, if you're just touring, then that's a different thing. But touch wood, God's been kind over the last two years and I'm working in about six or seven different areas. So in that sense, it, there are days when it takes a little more management than I would like. Yeah, that sounds like mm -hmm. a lot of brain power. We're way yeah. too lazy for that show. <laughs> I just worry about the 12 to 18 children I have yeah. and what I'm going to talk yeah. about next on the commercial break. And I yeah, feel like that's a stress. Yeah. Do, do you, is there like uh, some sense of culture shock when you're moving from here to there to like, I know the grocery stores are different. I've done a lot. I've done a bit of traveling myself and like yeah, the grocery stores are, are different. definitely different. I can't find I, and, uh, you know, I, I try and find like micro consistency as much as I can, yeah. you know, so like I have one Bluetooth speaker that plays the exact same soundtrack in every room that I'm in, in 33 countries, <laughs> you know, um, I have only five t-shirts and <laughs> wow. two pairs of pants and I travel the world largely without checking luggage. Yeah. Um, I, and it's those little things that keep you sane. True. Yeah. I can do you know what that. I mean? Just yeah. some consistency. So I try and do that. And, you know, you'll, you'll get around. A so if you're in Texas, you'll have some barbecue. And if you're, you know, if you're in London, you'll go to the pub and have a pint. But you, you're in there for 24 hours to 48 hours. Yeah. Right. Know, so how much are you really going to do? Not much. Right. And what yeah. is on your playlist? Yeah. What is on your playlist? Oh, so I have uh, an interesting, so I have something called Sleep Sounds, which is yeah. what oh, gets me to sleep. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, it's an Apple Music playlist. Mm -hmm. So I'll do that. And then um, I'm a big like uh, audiobook guy. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm me always too. listening to audiobooks. So right now I'm listening to Tom Hanks's new book, which is the making of another motion picture masterpiece. Oh. It's a book about making movies and how hard it is because yeah. I'm about to make a movie. So I <laughs> right, I'm getting setting. prepped. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, shameless plug. Get the commercial break on there. That'll put you. Uh, I, I want to listen. I want you to hear this story. So we have these analytics on the back of the podcast, and on our website we have these analytics. We can tell where where people are listening from and how they found us. And Google searches is one of them. So early on in the podcast, <laughs> the top term people were finding our podcast was best podcast to go to sleep. Yeah, to. You're like, and I was great. Like, oh, great. <laughs> for the over 80 nice. crowd. We're but then there was the also the have best, best to have, se podcast to have, have sex, sex to. to. That's yeah. right. <laughs> nice. I plan on doing both in about five minutes. So there you nice. go. There you <laughs> go. Hey, hey, listen, I I'm going to send you a, a, a flat pillow for, <laughs> for all of your travels. You should take one of those with you. 
I want to hit on very, very briefly, because this is yeah. something that also resonates with me, is that you take religion on the nose. You really, you yeah. said, I lost 80% of my religion the moment I found God, and I wanted to reach into the screen and give you a hug. I thought that yeah. was such a fucking incredible line, and it, it described the way that I felt when I lost mm-hmm. my religion, but I found spirituality. I went to mm-hmm. Catholic school all my life, but I'd never really bought into it all that much. Yeah. Um, and w- you said that, and I just love that you're not afraid to take that on the nose and share that the dogma, the written words, um, there's hypocrisy yeah. in there to be twisted in any which way you want to. It's been told a million times mm-hmm. over and over again. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think, you know, it, it, my limited understanding of it is that kindness, good behavior, treating people well and spreading joy are a way of showing God respect. Mm. And religion is a way of showing your family respect. (laughs) You know, I I think that's the way that I look at it. So, you know, in my house, there will be a Diwali prayer and there'll be a, uh, we'll celebrate every festival, etc. And I do that to show my parents respect, you know, but but, uh, I will follow ritual to to keep a sense of community and family, Mm -hmm. etc. But, the way I show God respect has nothing to do with religion whatsoever. It is entirely in the way I treat other human beings. It's such a so powerful true. message and so true. And we, we take religion mm-hmm. on a lot here. I mean, you know, <laughs> not, the, not the people who are going to church every Sunday because that yeah. makes them feel like they're... Uh, we get uh, the shysters. Yeah. We take, try we and the, take down we get the, the scammers. Who twist religion <laughs> to their own, you know, powerful yeah. misdeeds, and they cover it up with more scripture and more scripture and more scripture, and at the end of the day, what you're left with is a very broken human talking to other broken humans who are just trying to find some peace and some solace and kind of a nutty world is which it's always yeah. been. And I love when you talk about that stuff. I think you're, I think you are your sharpest uh, in, in my opinion, when you're taking that on the nose, I just, I just think it's, it's fantastic. Thank you, man. You're welcome. Thank you. I mean, I think um, my perspective is, and I think Chrissy and I were talking about this. You wrap all of this with a real sense of love. Your, your mm-hmm. specials, your comedy, when you get up there and you do a couple minutes or an hour, you really, there's a sense that you're trying to show people who you are and you're trying to embrace them and you're trying to bring them in and share with your, you, them your perspective and with the hopes that they take something away from that. But it's done from a place of love. It's done from a place of open arms, not from a snidey, you know, inside joke, you know, shitty little musings here and there where you punch people in the gut and hope that they don't hurt too hard. I, well, I, think, I don't think I, I get to come from those places. You know, the, you have to understand that if you are an outsider or if you are five foot eight and a half in an industry where <laughs> uh you know uh, where everybody's six foot two and fucking gorgeous you know uh or if you right. have an indian accent in an industry in hollywood where everybody has strong american accents uh if you have you're not coming from a place of ego into any of these atmospheres at all so if you're not coming from a place of ego which is where a lot of comedians can come from and it's a perfectly fine place to come from Where else do you come from? Mm -hmm. Uh, I come from a place of 600%. That when you come for my show, it will be clear to you that this man left 600% on stage for you. um, And will send you home flying on a cloud. That's the promise of my show. So, you know how people say, uh, don't try too hard or don't look like you try too hard. Yeah. I try hard. You know, I try too hard. And, And that's the promise of my show. 
Listen, my friend, you, know. you got to get on the field or shove something up your ass. Am I right? Yeah, there you go. Right? <laughs> uh, speaking of five foot eight yeah, and a half, we, we, this yeah. was a there question. is a brewing controversy that basically only Chrissy and I know about right now, but we're about <laughs> okay. to let it out in the open. You said you're five eight and a half, but did you know that IMDb claims you're five foot four and a quarter? Are you or are you not, Virdas, using Ron DeSantis's cobbler, his shoemaker? <laughs> no, are you, are you I'm not? five foot eight and a half, as measured. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, IMDb. Seriously, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's putting that out? Our editor yeah. caught this little discrepancy, and she was like, she was like, she's like, it's weirdly specific. It's weirdly specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, fuck IMDb. They think they put me as Let's in, in there. four when movies you... I've never been in. So <laughs> yeah, but don't we all have a net worth of 150 million dollars? <laughs> Online anyway, like isn't that a, a thing? So I don't net, know. net worth is is a bullshit uh, <laughs> yeah. version of what actually somebody is worth. I think Donald Trump's net worth has been around twelve billion dollars for twelve yeah. years. We're all finding out it was probably yeah. more like twelve million dollars. Yeah. Listen, my friend, you're a comic. You're an observer of human beings. You're an orator. You're a musician. You play a beautiful song at the beginning of one of your Netflix specials. You're touring all around the country. Um, I'd like to add to that list, friend of the commercial break. I really appreciate you, you yeah, coming on here. Thank you for having me, guys. You're, I cannot wait for you to see the show. In yeah, we're we excited. will be there in February. And uh, best to you, Veer. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. All right, guys. Adios. Okay. I'm going to take off. Thanks so much. Okay. Right, this was fun. Thank yeah, you. Thank I appreciate you. it. Cheers, guys. Okay. okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, podcast besties. Time for one more quick break, and then it's back to the drama. Check out tcbpodcast.com for all of our episodes and youtube.com slash the commercial break for fully edited video episodes. Find us on Instagram at the commercial break and on TikTok at tcbpodcast. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, which like, of course you do, leave us a voicemail at 626-ASK-TCB3 or text us at 855-TCB-8383. Now, let's listen to some sponsors and get this show going. This episode is sponsored in part by our good friends at Uncommon Goods. All right, Christmas is coming up. We're all doing the mad dash to figure out what everybody wants. Go to the stores, buy online, all that other stuff. But me personally, and my brothers can tell you this, I like to be very unique about my gift giving. So unique that no one has any clue what I'm thinking when I get them a present. In other words, I get gag gifts every year for my brothers and some of my immediate family. And I always love to see their faces when they open up the gift. Disappointed they didn't get anything real, but they get a good chuckle nonetheless. I am so pleased that Uncommon Goods is now making it much easier for me to find these particular items. And it's not just about fun and gag gifts. They have everything. Home items, decor, corporate gifts, jewelry. If you need it, they have it. This is a truly unique shopping experience. Everything you see is made by small artists and independent businesses. These items are often very unique and handmade. I was on the website this morning looking for my gag gifts, and they have a whole section of fun and quirky gifts. Two things stood out to me. Number one, they actually have a phone jail. It's like a cage, like a small cage with a phone holder in it for like three or four phones and then there's a lock 
And if you have the key, no one's getting their phones. I hope my wife never finds that particular gift. How about this one? An actual game, a board game called Ganja Land. That's going to be fun for all the kids. I really like this company and they like you. To get 15% off your next gift, go to UncommonGoods.com slash TCB. That's UncommonGoods.com slash TCB for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we are all out of the ordinary. And that's something every TCB listener can agree upon. Again, go to Uncommon uncommongoods.com slash tcb for 15 percent off your first gift go to this website you'll have a ton of fun and thank you to uncommon goods for being a sponsor of the commercial break i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, and we're back from break. What a wonderful uh, conversation with I Veer. I absolutely love been. him. I can't wait to see him live. Honestly. We should have taken him before Conan. I don't know what we were thinking. <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. No, I'm kidding. He, of course, he didn't come to us before Conan because uh, that's just not the way it works in the podcast universe. <laughs> of all the shows you go to first, <laughs> the commercial break. 
Vera's like, well, I've done the rest. Now I guess I'll do the last. <laughs> it's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not for everyone, that's for sure. <laughs> Let me remind everybody again, you can go to Virdas, that's V-I-R-D-A-S dot I-N, for all the information about his tour. He's currently on a very long and everywhere uh, world tour, and he's coming to the United States. So get your tickets. I know Chrissy and I are going to be at the Atlanta yeah. show. So if you're going to be at the Atlanta show, let us know. We'll we'll say hello. So yeah. um, just We tried to convince him to go to Antarctica. Monica, but yeah because i i like i said in the interview i mean there's fi- at least 50 <laughs> to 60 very unwell people <laughs> in antarctica why do does antarctica work yeah why do they always get shit on yeah we need to you know what we should do it does it definitely takes a special kind of person to go do that i bet if we opened up a comedy club there that we could do a one-hour <laughs> special it. we would kill it and and maybe die. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. You take the good, you take the I bad. Think, I don't know if my North Face will cut it. Well, if the podcast and its stupid shenanigans don't kill you first, <laughs> then we'll make it down to Antarctica. Uh, but Vera was a American great guest. American life. Yeah. Antarctica. Uh, Vera was a great guest, and we really appreciate yeah. having him on. So go to his it website. Get tickets to his tour. And, and... Please go watch Landing on Netflix. That's so important because that is the metric upon which a lot of people, you know, eat and drink and sleep and use <laughs> eat and drink eat and drink and use pillows <laughs> by by themselves. Nice flat pillows. Yes. I feel like I want to send him a pillow. I know, but then I thought about it for a minute, and then I and we were talking about it on the break, and then I thought to myself, well, that's just one more thing he's got to carry in his <laughs> ch- his non check in luggage. But the flat pillow could really. Uh, Squish up, nice. What if, what if I buy him like a super flat pillow, <laughs> yeah. like the kind you find in a hospital bed? Yes, you know what yes, I'm saying, or a jail? Yes. <laughs> like, or maybe we make a, a pillowcase that says the commercial break. Oh, that's true. We could do that, Something and then like that. we just put like a piece of cardboard in or there, just, or have the 21 EPM <laughs> oh, <laughs> just yeah. as a reminder. Just, <laughs> <laughs> sure, fear would put that right on his pillowcase. <laughs> uh, such a great guest. And, uh, wow. Okay, well, there you go. We dipped our toe. We dipped our toe in the interview water. More coming up next week. Yeah. Stay we're tuned. We're on more. Yeah, I think, we, I think we're clipping at maybe one a week right now. So that's a part of the show. Or now that one we have, a year. Or Just one a year, a- depending on whether or not the agent calls us back. <laughs> I'm already getting angry text messages from Vera's agent. No, I'm kidding. She's lovely. Thanks, Pam, for setting this all up. Thanks to Astrid and Christina for helping us do the, our intrepid researchers. Uh, yeah. For Virdas, thank you to you, and thanks, of course, to thank Veer. you to you. So yeah, stay tuned. Now that we have four episodes a week, we got to find some content to fill it. Why yeah. not? Why not let somebody else talk for a yeah. minute? That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our information: tcbpodcast.com. That's where you go. You find out more information about Chrissy and I. You can read all the show notes with all the pertinent information about all of our guests. Please go there, click on the links, buy the tickets, do the Netflix thing. You know all the drills. And you can get your free piggy fronting sticker. Hit the contact us button. The drop down menu says, I want my free sticker. Give us your address. Tell us if you want us to sign it or say something funny. We'll do that and we'll put it in the mail. It'll be back to you in, I don't know, seven to 10 days. Don't bother Astrid. Leave her alone. Poor girl. <laughs> 626. Ask TCB the number three. That's 1626. Ask TCB the number three. Anywhere in the world. Toll free. Questions, comments, concerns, content, ideas, comments about the guests you want to throw our way. Um, please let us know. We would love to hear from you. Also, you can leave us a voicemail and you may be on the commercial break. I think that's why so few people are calling. We get a lot of text messages, but no one no one calls. And the couple of people who do call, it's not usable audio. Yeah. So I think they're just trying to fuck with us. Anyway. Prank, prank us. Yeah. You can call us and leave a voicemail. Be mindful. You, your voice may be used on the commercial break. So Although don't say we've anything. never done it before. 
Yeah, well, we haven't done it because none of the audio is usable. It's all people gotcha. trying to prank us. You gotcha. know what I'm saying? Yeah. They think they're they think they're hilarious, and maybe they are. I just I just don't find it funny. Add the commercial break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok, and YouTube.com slash the commercial break. We're going to put clips and audio and all the good stuff um, from all of our interviews up on YouTube. So please subscribe, like, and comment on your favorite video. And once again. Beardas, thanks so much. Okay, Chrissy, I think that's all we can do today. I think so. But I'll tell you that I love you. I love you. Best to you. Best to you. Best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, goodbye. Oh, and get on the field, shove it up your ass. (laughs) Bye. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Cow-killing bastards.